Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. come on.
right, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we're having a little technical difficulty with Blog Talk Radio. That part right there wasn't of them. It's pure sound. Well, I'm going to bring them on right now. Let me just unmute them. And let's see. All right, Alan and Renee, are you there? Yes, we are. Hello, Elio. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. I just love you. How's the weather in North Carolina? It's beautiful today, beautiful today. And that, that uh, was breakthrough that was playing through all earpiece. I don't know what you were hearing, but it, it was breakthrough playing through all earpiece. Good, good. But at the very end, there was a little bit of technical difficulties, and I'm like, okay, I don't want the, the listeners to think that was you guys because you guys are awesome. And I'm going to be playing some music throughout, so everybody stay tuned, really. We've got a lot to cover. Um, first of all, this is the first time we're going for an hour, and we're just I'm just so excited, as you can tell. But anyway, let me just introduce you a little bit um, uh, and tell you a little bit about Alan Renee. Um, they have been worship leaders. They actually met in church, and they have an awesome ministry called the Line of Judah Worship Grounds. They've traveled throughout the United States, and they have um, they sing and teach and dance in prophetic, spontaneous worship to the Lord. Now, this type of worship comes from the Spirit of God through our hearts, through our mouths in real time. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to welcome Alan Renee. So I'm giving you a clap. Everybody's clapping. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, my sister Renee. I tell you what, they they also um, have um, great motorcycles. I, 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 matter of fact, I'm just envisioning you guys on your motorcycles right now. Can you tell us a little bit about the type of worship? A little bit of what we were hearing. Can you tell us a little bit what that? It's uh, the Lord gave us what it what it is years ago. See, it started out with me just getting out in the yard and worshiping God with with my guitar by myself, uh, singing what was in my heart, and dancing before Him out in the yard on, a, on eleven acres we have. Uh, and I thought I was pretty weird because I never knew anybody else that did this. Uh, and that progressed. And we found others that did it as well, but that progressed on, and I'm going, Lord, what kind of... And I, and I really didn't want to be weird like that. I thought it was weird and, and everything, and I wanted to just do songs like everybody else does songs, but the Lord didn't want us to do that. He wanted us to be free in Him and, and just sing love songs to Him uh, from our hearts. And I asked Him one time, I said, I don't know what this is. What do you call this? What kind of worship is this? Mm-hmm. And he he gave it to me. He said it's raw worship, uh, and he started downloading the word is now downloading this to me. And and I got up on the computer and I just started typing faster than I've ever typed before. I could not couldn't believe how fast I was typing. And and he gave me it is is the worship of the heart and spirit, unrefined or processed by the mind or oneself, raw as it comes from the spirit of God to our hearts. At our mouths to our Father in real time. Nothing removed, nothing added, raw. Untouched by our minds that would try to package the song of the Spirit and try to refine, define, process, improve, control, or rationalize, structure, or do anything else with the song of the Spirit. Uh, It's misunderstood by a lot of people, but it is the worship of David. It's not totally mm. totally understood, for nobody understands God, uh, but it's brought forth by God, uh, and it enables us to enter into his throne room, into the holiest of holies, and to bask in his presence, his love, and his peace. In raw worship, there are no words on the wall, nor words you are expected to sing. Our Father brings forth a new song every time, never the same, forever changing, to meet our heart's needs and to mold and shape us as we are there soaking in his presence. He guides us, instructs us, and reprimands us all while soaking in his love and glory. Raw mm-hmm. worship, untouched by the human mind. And that's, that's what he gave me. It, just, it, was, it was amazing when he just Amen. downloaded that to me and I typed it out. Amen. So, uh, Amen. And, we just kept, and we just kept 
on pressing on. It, it, it's been difficult over the years because of the religion that's been embedded in, in our minds and, and how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to do things. Uh, and this breaks away from that. It breaks away from religion uh, and the thought of two fast and three slow songs. It's, it's really a one-on-one relationship with the Lord as you're worshiping him, singing a love song to him, and he pours into you as you're doing that. Uh, and when, when you have a group of people together doing that, we're all really singing different songs, but it goes up corporately to the Lord, uh, a corporate love song up, up to the Lord, uh, much like an orchestra might be, you know, with different instruments, uh, all playing something different. Uh, but it all sounds sweet and, and beautiful. Amen, amen. Matter of fact, I was just going to touch upon that. When I was there for the first time, and again, I really didn't meet you, but I knew you were one of the ones that was leading and helping everyone enter into his presence. But I remember there was a time when I remember picking up the bongos or the congos or something. I was hitting something, and then I was just singing, and it was just like singing in the spirit, and everybody was connected. And just like yeah. you said, it was like an, someone, someone well, we now know who that someone is, is the Lord, orchestrating the sound. And I remember going to sleep that night with my hands raised up and going, oh, my God, this is awesome. I, I'm here. And, you know, there was a couple things I was thinking about when you were talking is, one, you're right, we have to break off the religious things. And sometimes people don't understand when we say that. Um, Renee, yeah. when, when yeah. you know, Alan was talking about how the Lord was downloading to him and showing him what to sing, were you already entering into his presence like that, or did it take you a long time, or did you kind of flow together? Well, we definitely flowed together, but it took me a, a little bit longer. Um, I'm, and I actually, I'm still working on becoming more free in that. But um, to know I, I wasn't there, but having seen the passion that he had, and having and having seen his, his him pouring his heart out, made me want more of what he was after. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I and I know Renee for the last couple of years, and it's just awesome. She's an awesome woman of God. You got to meet her, and um, and she really. And I see sometimes when you guys aren't even looking, I see the love you guys have, and and how you connect. And you know, that's the whole thing is unity. You have to have oneness with not only each other as a husband and wife to bring that type of worship out. I think. Now you can tell me otherwise. Um, but it it does, I think you have to, especially when you're going into the Holy of Holies. Can you share with some people about what the Eagles Gathering was? What is, and then, you know, talk about that because I had never heard of that in Eagles. And what does the Eagles mean to you guys? A lot of what, what that was, you know, Eagles fly along. And eagles soar, you know, they soar a lot above above everything else, and and they but they soar alone. And in this area, and like we were, we we thought we were kind of the oddballs. We were the weird ones to the religious people, and we felt God was kind of having us draw people that we knew that were like minded, but maybe didn't live right around us, to come together to be refreshed, to fly in, if you will, like an eagle. To be refreshed for like a weekend, you know, spend time in his presence, fellowship with one another, and then, you know, when the weekend was over, they felt released to go back. You know, just like an eagle, I mean, he, he soars alone. He does come in, you know, to his nest, and he does rest, but then he, he continues on with, you know, with his plan, with his direction, and, and, and what he's doing. And that's, that's, what that, that's kind of where that started at. Amen. And all, everyone that came to the Eagles gatherings all had different types of ministries, uh, not mainstream ministries, more out there than than a normal uh, churchgoer would do. I mean, it, so it was a gathering of of people that were all on fire for the Lord in their own ways, but we all come together uh, for a powerful powerful anointed worship to the Lord and, and uh, it was always worship it was awesome it was always awesome uh, 
just uh, everyone just enjoyed. Oh yeah, for yeah, I'm sorry (laughs) for our listeners. When he's talking about three days, we were there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was like nonstop worship. But yet, you had time. You can walk on the beach. You can go and can sit. And that is where I learned about the eagles, like what Renee was talking about. And what I learned was the phase I was in as an eagle. See, I didn't know that, but the Lord knew I had to get with the group of people there to understand that. And I remember sitting outside on the deck with Reba, and I was telling her what I was going through. And she said, well, you're going through the molting phase of an eagle. And I'm like, what's that? And it's like where everything is stripped away from you. And you're, you know, your beak is molting. You're, you pull out your talons. The eagle pulls out his ta- talons and the beak. And you just feel naked. And you feel like, you know, you're all alone. And then other eagles have to come and feed you. And I remember when she spoke, it was the Lord showing me that's exactly right. And you are here with other eagles. And you're going to soar with these eagles so it was just awesome and the prophetic can you tell me about the prophetic um anointing that comes upon you when you're worshiping in in his presence like that uh i just flow in it i i really don't it's easier to just step into it now to let the lord put into us i used to go to worship and uh you say, Lord, I have no idea what I'm going to play. I have no idea what I'm going to sing. I don't know what to do. And as soon as I get to the church or wherever we were playing, just one note brought it right out, just because we were open and free to allow the Lord to place in our mouths what he wanted us to sing out. Uh, it happened right away. A lot of people have to work at it, um, and there's various different ways of doing that, and I'm probably getting off of what you asked. But, uh, it's, it's, so I, I can't really say how we got to the prophetic. It's just letting the Lord flow out of us. Uh, we have no idea what he's going to do in us. Every time is something new. Every time. It's never anything the same. Every time we get go to worship, it's always something new. Um, Amen. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Can you answer your question, Ariel? Well, I, I, I think I think part of that too, Ariel, is you know God's place within everybody. You know, a, a a new song, a heart for Him, and with the way God has has brought us together and to and to worship, and able in order to get to, to with the prophetic, it's just you know, singing out to Him and just pouring out to Him what He's already poured in us, and it's really just about being being able to be you. Know, to lay your lay your flesh aside, lay yourself aside, and just let him, you know, what he's already poured into you, what he's already poured into you, pour out. And you, because know, we just God just does it. I mean, we we're willing we're willing vessels, and He just does it. Amen, amen. Well, we're gonna hear a little bit more. This one is called "Under His Wings."
Oh, I could listen to that for a long time. That is so awesome. I do have to do something. The Lord prompted me. I have to take authority over the airways right now in the name of Jesus. I bind you, Satan. You take your hands off. You cannot stop what God has for the listeners. And we bind up every principality and powers of darkness that are coming against this program. You will not succeed. Father, I thank you. I thank you now for Alan Renee. Father, I thank you for the line of Jews of worship grounds. I thank you for the ministry you have. I thank you for the people that you, that you are bringing to their place and the music that's going forth as a, for such a time as this. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory, and we just love you in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes we forget that we are dealing with, you know, we're we're having a good time. It's like, oh, no, you're not, devil. You're not stopping this at all. <laughs> See, for, for you listeners, we, we, we go like that. We, we kind of have each other's back, and it's like, no, 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 no. You're not touching my kin, and, they're, and I know they, they say the same thing for about me. But what I wanted to talk about was, you know, well, that right there, we haven't heard their voices yet, but under his wings, we hear, we're hearing Renee on the keyboard. Is that correct, Renee? Yes, it is. Okay, and then, Alan, what musical instruments are you playing? Uh, I was playing the flute, uh, that was a, a recorder, and then a hammered dulcimer. Um, okay. And under his wings, tell me about that. Uh, well, we just got up and we wanted to, it was a Thanksgiving night. Well, yes, it was Thanksgiving, we were at our mother's house, and we, and, uh, we felt led to go to our church where our equipment was and go and worship him uh, and just record uh, instrumental worship uh, spontaneous. Everything we do is spontaneous. So all of this was spontaneous. We never practiced anything because it's spontaneous. So we just really <laughs> felt led to, to go there on Thanksgiving night and just worship him and, and make these recordings in it. And they all progressed um, as, as breakthrough was the first, and we were breaking through. It felt like we were just breaking through uh, something in order to get get to the Father. And and, uh, and under his wing was when we were finishing up, and it just felt the, the comfort of being under his wing, uh, the contentment and the comfort of being there. And he places he places the notes in us what what to play, what instruments to play. Uh, when I'm up there, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And he instructs mm. me on what instrument to pick up. Uh, of course, when I pick up a flute, it needs to be in the same key as Renee is playing. Uh, so we really know, we really know what, what we're doing, but uh, God knows what he's doing. And he places this all together. And as long as we allow him to conduct, like you said, he's up there conducting all of us in our mm. worship and, and uh Praise God. And to be free in it, to be free, then, that, then that's how we do it. Um. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, this is leading to when I actually met you, because um, what had happened is I was invited to come down, but they said that this um, couple were going to open up their country home. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, country, I'm from the suburbs, but not really the country. Uh, I tell my sister and I laugh because we would say our idea of staying out in the country is a holiday inn on the edge of town. <laughs> <laughs> So for me to go like, okay, country, but I knew I wanted to be around these people, and I hadn't met Alan Renee. I saw them, but I hadn't formally known them. So my, the lady that connected, Zena, who I just love, I just talked to her the other day, she had given me um, directions, and I had directions to where she lived. And I travel, I take, I go places I hardly ever am lost. But for this day, 
I was following the wrong directions, which really was the right direction, because God wanted to show supernaturally that I am connected. And what happened is, now you can imagine, I'm four hours out the way. I learned that I was going the wrong way. for a long, It took me a while. And so now I'm coming. They know I'm coming. I'm traveling by myself. And I stopped to get some water, and I asked someone for directions. And they said, where are you going? And I said, you know, this is where I'm going. And this person knew Alan and Renee. And I'm like, now you have to imagine, this is 50 uh, miles away, I stopped at the store, first person, and what happened is I wind up ministering to this person, and when I got there, I was like, you won't believe who I met, and everybody's like, how do you know this person, and I just said, I didn't, but God knew, so I met Alan and Renee, and that was the beginning, and I knew that there, because usually when God sends me somewhere, it's usually a birthing, and Something happened in the fall of 2007. I was witnessing the birthing of, can you guys go ahead and take it from there? What was I witnessing? And tell us all about how that came about. Well, it changed from the Eagles gatherings, and they were still Eagles gatherings at that time. Uh, but then that's when the Lord put on our hearts that it's, it's to be named Line of Judah Worship Grounds. Uh, and... He wanted us to make a habitation for him uh, out there, out here on this land. Uh, and uh, so he started out with tents. We started doing these small tents and putting our instruments. At that time, we even had the tents. Uh, and it was, a, it was a slow building up of the line of Judah worship grounds. And it was a little bit of me dragging my feet as well and the Lord reprimanding me about that. Uh, you know, sometimes we get caught up in our own lives and, and, we, and we kind of forget what God's, what God's trying to do with us. Uh, but praise God that he's there and he, to bring us back into line again with what he wanted us to do. And he had to do that a few times with me. Um, but it's constantly growing uh, in the way of getting campers out there and people staying overnight. Uh, you know, somebody blessed us with a 38-foot round tent uh, and and that's where we have equipment set up now, and that's where our tabernacle is, uh, where we worship the Lord. Uh, we're making more and more tent sites. Um, and it's just its a slow process. It really is slower than us as humans <laughs> wanted to go. Uh, we want a lot of things instant, but uh, the Father likes getting roots down deep. He likes mm. to uh, set the foundation Yes. Uh, down yes. deep and, and <laughs> the, the roots down deep, so so it can't be uprooted. Uh, no matter what comes against it, it will not be uprooted. Uh, so it is a slow process, and like I said, we we get impatient sometimes. Uh, say, Daddy, you want to expedite this a little bit faster? <laughs> uh, well, like well, I have to I have to tell the listeners. Let me just paint the picture because. I mean, I love it now, but I also loved it then. Remember, I'm not really going in the country, but I knew I was going in the country, but I didn't know what I was going to. But I was so, so blessed because the Lord had said, when I go down there, I'm coming away with him. So I go there, and the Alan and Renee have this trailer out in the country, and they just open up their home for people coming, and people were sleeping all over the place, and some were out in tents. But they have this um, backyard, or like you said, 11 acres, and a pond with a gazebo, and at night lights, and we would just be worshiping and dancing and banners, and some would go sit in the hammock. But every night we had a bonfire, and that was that. That still is a tradition. And there's so much with what you said, Alan, I'm going to pick up a little later on some of the things you said. But right now, at that time, when people were coming, I remember, Renee, do you remember you had taken photographs of when um, Alan was on the keyboard? You know that picture I'm talking about? Yeah, with, I think I was the one on the keyboard. Were you on the keyboard? Okay. And then also... There was one something that happened in the fire. Can you? Because guys, let me tell you, God shows up, angels all around, supernatural. Just it's just there. So, can you share what those pictures revealed? 
Yeah, one of the pictures um, when we were worshiping that was taken um, is actually kind of like a cross view of, of Alan across the tent. And he was on the bongos, and it looked like a staircase going up. Um, like he went like to the, like to heaven, and then there was um, in the in the something out of my mouth. Yeah, it was, you know, something out of, like something out of his mouth too. That this, that that was that was seen in the in the in the photographs. That was a digital camera, and then um, several by the fire. I like to take a lot of pictures, and several by the fire. There was one that portrayed almost like a face, and there was one like hands coming come, come up out of the fire. Um, it was it was pretty awesome. We had we had never we had never experienced that, and I was just taking pictures just to take pictures, and it was really awesome to see you know see that because I mean God God does awesome and, and and wonderful things and and doesn't have to be seen by the by our natural eye, but it can be seen you know, after the sight like with the camera went and it was just awesome. And, oh, and yeah. the, the pictures, some of those pictures, uh, like with, with the staircase uh, right next to my uh, head or next to me. You know, you try to explain away, and you and, uh, and I did try to explain away. Well, that's this or that, but everything else is in focus around it. Uh, I mean, it is. It's not a glitch of the, of the film, a glitch of the camera. It is what it is. I mean, it, it looks like a staircase going up to heaven, um, and it, it's it's just it's awesome because. Even so, Yankee here he tries to still tries to explain some things away, you know. <laughs> well, that's because of this. No, well, that's because of that. Uh, you know, that's a, a, but more and more things that there, you can't explain away here. Uh, you know, there's just too many things. Uh, I, I give up now. I, I I just can't. That was in the beginning. I, I think that was at that the weekend of the bear thing, uh, and I believe it was. Yes, it was. Yes. Right. I remember when we were praying over you, it was interesting because I think I had on a T-shirt that said London and someone else had Canada. And God was just showing us that this is going to be an international worship grounds, that people are going to be pulling off the side of the road wondering, why am I going? Where am I going? And they're going to be showing up. And, yes, and, and you know, it, it, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, you know that, that is that's where the father's heart is. He wants to bring people to the worship grounds that he's instructing, that they have no idea why they're coming, but the father is teaching them or, or leading them to come to a place that they can be free, a place that he can have a one-on-one relationship with them, and where they can get to know, really know, have an intimate relationship with the father. But he, he's he's bringing people that are have an ear attuned to him. Not just because, oh, listen, oh, it's just so much going on here. Let's go here, or you know, to, just to run because they, somebody might get a little uh, a goosebump or something. No, <laughs> God is leading people. God is, is drawing them. And it's, it's, I don't know if, if some of the listeners, uh, or if you've ever experienced an area where I know you have, where God <laughs> has told you to do something that's totally strange. You say, Whoa, wait, wait a minute. I, Hello. I, I Sound right, you know. That don't sound right, you know. Yeah, I know you have, Ariel. My but, life. Uh, yeah. Your but life. That, you don't. What... Have... <laughs> <laughs> but, well. but God wants. God's trained us up, and He loves the obedience in us when we do do things that make no sense. So, so, uh, so you getting in a car and driving all the way down, I believe, it was from Virginia then, and you didn't get in until one thirty or whatever. That morning, I know it was really late. Uh, you coming into the darkness. I mean, there's no street lights or anything out out on his land. Yeah, uh, country. Right the road. <laughs> country. Yeah, like 800 feet off a paved road. I mean, it's. <laughs> but it's where God resides. It's a, it's where He wants us to build a house of habitation for Him, a porthole, you know, a portal up to up up to heaven. And 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 you, anybody that walks on the land realizes that. They just know it. Even people of the world, they come on, they just know it. Uh, There's something different. Yes. Amen. Well, you know, one of the things, I, I love going out to the gazebo, and I know listeners, you know, Ellen and Renee, um, they're a, a loving, special couple. And the gazebo's important in your lives. What does the gazebo represent? The gazebo is where we were married. That was actually my wedding. That was my wedding gift. My husband built that from 
from scratch, if you will. He didn't have a plan. He had a kind of a, a vision in his mind of what he wanted, but he didn't have a plan. And so he built that for me for us to get married in. And so that was my wedding gift. And so it is very special to me. It's 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 um. Ah. Well, you know, when I when I'm listening to you, Renee, and I know you guys, and you know we're we're not perfect, but one thing that really brings to mind is not only the sound and the, and the father's heart is showing. You know, he'll show in different ways the marriage of the bridegroom and the bride in all kinds of ways. And even when Alan, when Renee was sharing about the gazebo and you building it for her, that just shows you know how Christ loves us and He's building you know, a habitation of, for us, and he wants us to tabernacle with him. Yes. And, oh, um, yes. you know, one of the things, and later on in 2008, I remember meeting with you guys, and we were down there for the healing of the waters, and we, for you listeners, we were at a small motel where we all had rooms overlooking the wa- uh, ocean, and Alan and Renee were there, and they were ministering in worship, and we had Native Americans African-Americans, Caucasian, we had state congressional representatives and people who were of, of, you know, Jewish faith. It was just, it was the nations. And we was bringing about, and it was powerful worship. And um, when you play that Native American flute, I remember, you know, and I I think I know in my own life, my um, great-grandmother was full-blooded Cherokee, and that you know, there's something symbolic about the flute, Native American, the First Nation people, and the grounds and all that. Has God shown you anything concerning that when it deals with worship? Uh, no. Not really? Not really. Okay. Uh, okay. He just, you know, the Lord just tells me to get uh, certain instruments, and, and I get them, and I play them. Uh, it's probably just me because he always has me learn the history of an area and things like matter of fact where you're where you're located is within the vicinity of the first capital of um, North Carolina and you know God is really instrumental like you said earlier in dealing with foundations and he goes back and rebuilds on foundations and a lot of times just like um, I've told the listeners being out here in Hollywood there's a great foundation with Azusa Street and um, foundation there in North Carolina. Now, talking about the tabernacle, um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. I want to play a little bit um, from Glory. And this is when, after we were there at the Healing of the Waters, the Lord had spoke to me about having a single parent conference. And I immediately knew that it was going to be Alan Renee doing the worship. And the Lord said he was in, he was in charge. And he would let me know. And there was a lot of things with that. But one of the things that was there was this was um, when Ellen and Renee introduced this to people who had never heard this um, t- the sound. And they were all just taken. And they just they just sat there. Some of them sat there and wept. Some got up and worshipped. And it was just, it was powerful. And I remember one of the ministers saying, oh, you want me to get up after all this? <laughs> Because the the anointing was so strong, so let's just hear a little bit of glory.
that was a clip from Glory, and that was just an awesome time. What um, what led you finally to record the sound? Because this was the first time you actually put it on a CD, and people can get that. And we're going to talk about that at, near the end of the show of how they can get recordings of Glory and also you have um, Step In and Israel Arise. I've got them all, so <laughs> it's awesome. Yes, yes, also, also One New Man and there's a couple others coming out. That time we carried our recording uh, equipment up there, and, and at that conference we really had a dilemma because you know, any time we worshipped before, most time people knew how we worshipped. And here we we're coming up to a conference now, and these people, like you said, they never heard us before. And we're in the hotel room going, what are we supposed to do here? These people are going to freak out when they hear this, what, what we do, because we're very strange to most people. Um, so we, we thought, well, we need to start off with a couple songs and and then uh, you know, try to do like a kickstart and, and just then flow into it or whatever. And, uh, and that's what we... Um, we made up our minds to do, and we got in, out there, and we started doing a couple songs, and it was totally against what God wanted us to do. It was, it was like our whole, flat. yeah, the flat. It was just, it was like the Holy Spirit was grieved because we weren't doing what He wanted us to do, and it just didn't work. And then when we started flowing in, and what He wanted us to do, it, it, it was beautiful. And, and like you said, uh, everyone that was there received. Uh, yes, the they Lord did. Sent Everyone there that was supposed to receive, and they all received, and it amazed us because we never had that before. Um, and it, and it took a little bit for a couple of them, uh, they spoke to us, a couple of them to, to, to enter in because they're so used to songs and so used to the regimental uh, way that churches have their worship. But then the Lord tugged at their heart and, and, and said, Come here, and you know, you worship me like this, tell me what's in your heart. and and when they started worshiping the Father one-on-one, just telling the Father how much they love him and, and uh, connect with him, and, and, I mean, just pouring out the heart, then, then they got it. Then they, it, was, it was awesome listening to uh, the testimonies, their testimonies after they worshiped him. Uh, it was good. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It really broke. And people even said, I remember one young lady saying that, she she said this was better than she had went came out here to California to a, the Zuzu Street event and she just said this was this, this worship she just loved it. And matter of fact, I think she had you come up. Um, I'm talking about Sonia come to her uh-huh. church. So yeah, it, it's it, it yes. was really it's it's one of those things, listeners, that once you get a taste of this sound, it's very hard to continue on because you're entering into throne room worship. And this leads to, oh, man, the times have gone so fast, and we only have seven minutes remaining. But I wanted to get wow. to, because I was thinking about when the Lord told you to build the tabernacle. And I remember it. I was telling Renee, watching, and, you know, and one of the things about us, guys, we're we're naked and unashamed, meaning that we're just going to be transparent because that's the way the Lord wants us. It ministers to people to realize that, hey, we're just human, and we ask daddy questions all the time. I mean, yeah. what children doesn't ask their father questions? I mean, come on, mm-hmm. you know. If yeah. your loving yeah. father is like, come on, ask me questions. Ask me how to do it. I'll tell you. You know, and he wants us to look for things. And, you know, he delights in us, in his children asking him questions. And I remember um, watching Al, um, Alan when he was um, sharing the testimony of building the tabernacle. And and can you share a little bit to our listeners what, what I was talking about? You know what I'm, I'm prompting you to talk about. Because it was just really, it was just, I, to me, I felt like what it must have been like to watch Noah build the ark. It was really that powerful. I, I got a revelation when Alan and and then Renee also talking to Alan. It was like I was seeing Noah and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so can you guys share a little bit about was, that? When we put the tent up, uh, I really just put it up. Uh, there's a long story about the positioning of the tent, and I won't go into that part, but we put the tent up uh, because the Lord told us, first I went out in the woods and, and whined to him 
like I'd like to whine to him. I say, what's going on here? I don't know. You know, we all whine, I guess. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I went out in the woods and whined to him, and, and he says, what What have you been doing? Uh, and I said, no, he said, what, what do you see around you? I see woods. I, I went out in the woods and sat on a log. And he says, these are unfinished rooms in my house of habitation. Why haven't you done anything out here? Why haven't you built on my house of habitation? I cannot use these rooms. And I looked around and I saw rooms out in the woods, uh, you know, rooms of his house of habitation. And he told me to get the tent up and worship him the following weekend. So we scrambled because that tent was sitting over in the garage somewhere. Uh, mm. So we put the tent up. And we worshiped that weekend, and as I started, uh, I'm trying to make this concise because it's a shortness of time. Uh, so I put pallets up because it was wet in there. In the wintertime, it was wet. He wanted us to go out and worship. Just Renee and I go out and worship in that wintertime, uh, just her and I. Nobody couldn't invite anyone. So I built a platform out of pallets and put plywood down. Uh, and put a, a makeshift rug up on top. And he said, no, I want you to put rug out throughout the tent so people can lay down before me and get on the ground. And so I needed a rug for the platform. So we've been saving a brand-new rug out in the sh- in the shop area for years and years and never used it. And I went and measured it with a measuring tape, and it, and it measured just just right. So I started rolling it out on the platform I built with pallets, never measured anything, just put all the pallets together. And I heard in my head, you're going to waste this brand-new carpet out here. It's going to get all dirty and everything else. And and I knew that was the enemy, so I just kept rolling it out. And that carpet went from one edge to one within one quarter of an inch of the other edge of that platform. It's amazing. And where God wanted me to put that platform, I said, where do you want the altar, Father? Where do you want the altar? And he said, down the east. So I didn't know anything why you wanted it down the east. Uh, I figured because you're looking west. I I had no idea until Ariel came out that one time, and and, uh, we discovered that in Numbers that that, uh, the, the tribe of Judah was to fly their standard on the east side of the tabernacle. Uh, and also that is the east gate that's, that's where Jesus is coming through. Uh, but uh, I always found out the reasons for doing things after the Father had told me to do something. And I'll do hey. something. And then I was amazed when she came up with that. When, when, and we weren't really studying it. She, God just laid it on her heart about that. And uh, we looked Amen. it up. It was amazing. <laughs> I know, and that was amazing. You know what? I cannot believe we have three minutes remaining. So this is what I want to say. I want, Renee, first of all, tell everyone how to support him, uh, support your husband as you do, and what. And I want you and Alan to talk about what's coming up next, how they can get information, and then um, whatever's on your heart. You got two minutes. <laughs> I, well, as far as supporting my husband, or just mm-hmm. I know I know that he makes it well. He makes it easy for me as far as being as far as being a man of God to to submit to him and to honor him because he goes to God. He has a heart for God and he goes after God. And he makes it easy because I I know where he's getting his direction and I know that he wants only what God wants for him and for us to do and. Sometimes it may be different. It is different having a big tent in our backyard. Um, we live back close to a hunting ground, and we we know we get probably some strange thoughts about why there's a great, great big tent in our backyard. But being being obedient, being obedient. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The questions don't matter. It's being obedient to what God tells you to do. And it's better, just a matter of being obedient and doing what God says to do. As for anything upcoming, we're going to have that all posted on the website. It's uh, www.lojw.org. That's for Line of Judah Worship Grounds, lojw.org. Uh, yeah. And that's where we'll have everything posted that we have coming up. Which and, that's, will be, and that's also how to contact us, too. Yes, contact. We have the CDs there, and, and that has links to uh, be able to download uh, MP3s and, and look at videos and things like that. We thank you so much, Ariel, for, for allowing us to, to be blessed by by this interview. Oh. And, and it's been wonderful. You, it's oh, been a great I tell, 
I tell you what, I am just so glad. And, Father, I just bless him. I bless him immensely, Lord. And I say for anyone that's listening to this, if you're listening in an archive and you are pricked in your heart to get behind this ministry, they need they need help as far as the grounds, but it's only if you're called to do so because this is the tabernacle of David. This is the line of Judah, and we are lions, so we roar. So we thank you, and we just worship you. And we adore you, Father. And we're going to go out listening a little bit more to glory again. And it's been a glorious time. Bye-bye. See you next time. Thank you, everybody.